What's up, true checkerheads, regular checkerheads, and just good old-fashioned listeners? It's me, engineer, nay, host, Joey. Welcome to the premiere, the debut, the inaugural, the first goddamn episode of Gear in Your Bedroom, the Patreon-exclusive show where I talk to members of the DIY music community about how they do what they do and uh, the tools that they use to get there. Um... This first episode here, I'm just going to kind of lay it out for you guys, and my guest is uh, someone who's been on Checkered Pass before, and is a friend of the pod, and is also a patron, a true checkerhead, if you will. Um, so this should be a really fun episode, and hopefully y'all enjoy it. Um, so kind of my vision for the show is like a fun one-on-one convo with DIY musicians and creators about how they go from inspiration to their final product. Um, kind of a chance to nerd out about gear or songwriting or kind of whatever it is they do to create. Um, and I'm kind of hoping it'll like give a little bit of insight, insight into how some of your favorite people from the scene, uh, whether it be just DIY music or the ska scene or, you know, those type of people, um, just how they do what they do and how they make their art and hopefully it'll inspire you to create something. Um, and secondarily, cause I, you know, everything's about me. Uh, I get to learn stuff because I'm a newly learning DIY, uh, artist as well. I've played in bands before, but I've never really like gotten really into, uh, DIY recording and kind of making my own music by myself. Um, so this show is going to come out weekly, uh, on Fridays. It's a little bit shorter format than our main show. Uh, and the idea is just to kind of give you a little fun thing to listen to on the weekend or on Friday to get you in the Friday mood. Um, this intro is going to be a little on the shorter side. Uh, in the future, I'd like to use it like kind of this spot to engage with, uh, you guys, uh, the checkered legion, the patrons, if you will, uh, going to get a uh, Gear in Your Bedroom channel fired up on our Patreon Discord. Uh, so you, y'all can let me know what what you want to hear in here. Um, I've got a couple ideas. Uh, do you guys want to hear, like, behind-the-scenes stuff? Uh, do you want, like, some kind of game? Uh, do you want me to just start giving out, you know, like, juicy personal info, like our credit card numbers and stuff. Um, so yeah, g- jump into the channel on the discord, um, and let me know what you'd like to hear in this spot to kick off the show. Um, oh, and the other thing I'd like to bring up is this podcast is going to be audio only just cause the nature of how I'm recording the interviews and then doing the intros as close to release day as I can. Uh, it's just not really feasible to do on a video, unfortunately. So, uh, these ones will be audio only, but hopefully y'all are cool with that. Uh, and without further ado, I'm going to introduce my first guest, Common Sense Kid. Let's fucking go. So I would like to welcome my guest. Uh, he's, you know him, you love him. You've listened to his EP and his cover with Selene. It's Common Sense Kid. Craig, how you doing today? All right, my love. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we were just having a little 
pre-show chat, and it's sunny where both of us are, so we're both in good moods. Yep. And it's um, it. I'm not blocked up evening. anymore. Yeah, he's uh, Craig's not stuffy. He's yeah. having a drink. It's I'm having a drink. Five First o'clock drink there. I had like um a week and a half as well because I haven't been drinking because I felt so shit. Yeah, which is which Jerry's is good. also drinking at ten a.m. in Canada time. Yes, so. I had I, we had to make it even. We're you know it's a long it's a long way away, and we're just making it work here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the the basic premise of the show is is talking about uh kind of what you use to do what you do um and and kind of how you do it um i know you've talked a little bit about this sort of thing uh in a couple of interviews and and whatnot before uh, i just read your wonderful interview with mustard love mustard mustard's the best i man my favorite condiment i gotta say um and you you mentioned a little bit about how you do your songwriting there uh but i, I want to kind of dive into it a little bit more because uh personally i started as a guitar player and then got into sort of writing guitar songs and i like the first couple of I, i've always been a collaborative songwriter for the most part um so it's interesting to me that you got into creating music and you kind of had to do all of it all at once yourself so from that perspective how do you like get started on a song do you like program a drum beat and kind of go from there do you flip mess around on your guitar and get a riff going like what's a what how how does a, the ball get rolling usually so with the ep um it mainly was me either um watching my kids and I had like at this at that point in time, I had like a twelve string acoustic guitar that someone just gave me for free. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gave it. To, I was like, I've got no need for this. But like, <laughs> um, I'd sit there and just play the guitar while I was watching the kids because it was during COVID. Like right at the start, my other half was an essential worker. She worked in a pet shop, mm-hmm. and um, so every Saturday and Sunday because she couldn't work her normal days because we had no childcare at that time. She'd go work, and then, you know, if you're watching kids for eight hours a day, it can get pretty, um, so, (laughs) (laughs) so I just sort of, like, play little things on the guitar, so, like, there's a video of just writing the riff of Old Dog on the guitar, but a lot of it as well was sort of just sticking uh, Logic or Garage Band at the time, so that's what I was using to start with, was sticking the Garage Band drummer on, and then just sort of playing guitar bits that I could to that and then going oh I quite like the way that sounds and then just sort of going from there really expanding from there yeah yeah cool that's but I did play drums before like years and years ago I was a, a drummer in a like old school punk band so I had sort of like an idea of how to write songs but they wouldn't let me write the songs because I was the drummer because you're a drummer yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> classic <laughs> classic bullshit Drum and bullshit. Yeah, and, um, what do you, you don't know anything about chords, no, and notes, or whatever? You just play, play I did, those I, drums. I didn't. I, I would literally. <laughs> my I had one song. Went. It, it goes like this. I went. Da, 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 I was like, do you know how to play that? Dude, that's <laughs> exactly. That's how all of my previous bands. Yeah. Like, ever, I would bring unless I knew how to figure it out. Like, unless I had it transposed to guitar and I could play it, like, for my bass player or whatever, I'd just be like, oh, you're just going to do it. Maybe I'll go up to do one of those, you know? It's like, I get it in my head, like, and that's how, because before, I could, like, 
I've, as I explained in those interviews, like I could play guitar, but only power chords. I wouldn't know the chords I was playing. I wouldn't know anything about the right major, minor, all that sort of no stuff. Theory. What, yeah. No theory whatsoever. Yeah. I just like yeah, yeah. literally was like talking to my friend who does play guitar and is a guitar teacher. And he'd be like, what are you playing? I'd be like, I am playing um, a power chord on the third fret on the E string. That's how I had to explain that I was playing G. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. <laughs> so, um, I can't remember where I was going now. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Well, where I was actually, going. that that uh, brings me to something that I've been kind of thinking about. Um, I, f- I find there's kind of two sort of music listeners: people who can like, who just sort of like listen to the whole piece as whatever, and then and and like enjoy it, and then people who listen to music and kind of like deconstruct it as they sort of go oh, on. yeah were you, were you were a deconstructor before you started playing music no, i'm guessing not, no not, not at all no no my my general music or like the way i listen to it is if it makes my feet go and i'm going and i'm literally dancing along to it and i'm like that's probably a good thing but i'm not sat there going deconstructing oh i can't believe that they just did like with like i'm not really I want to learn theory, but I'm not that interested in making my songs technical. They're basic I, bit I, chunks. I, I, I'm not. I don't mean theory wise per se. I just mean like, uh, like, like uh, Celine has mentioned like a lot of time with Guess That Horn, for instance. You know, like she knows there's horns going on, but she doesn't. She's not like listening and picking apart what horns doing what. You, you know what I mean? Oh no. Whereas I, like, like I, I, I find, I find I'll usually listen to an album. Uh, like uh, th- oh, this might date this interview, but the "Hey, I Love You" album came out yesterday, and man, I I listened to that a couple of times, and it's great. And the first time, I just sort of listened to it as a thing. And then the second time, it was sort of like, wow, like they stuck all of, like I kind of listened for extra stuff they put in there. And oh, I find right. that your your music is like very dense, like a lot of like you you use a lot of instrumentation for a guy oh, who just started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the thing is that I. S- because when I wrote a lot of those songs, it's like I s- write them in the evening or record them in the evening or on my lunch times at work. And then while I was working, I would just listen to them back over and over again, just like bits I didn't like. And then, or bits where I was like, that, I'm not hitting whatever note it is I'm trying to sing there. I'm not hitting it. And then, but I'd also hear like things come in that weren't there, but I was like, that would sound really good there. Or like um, especially on like old dog where it's like like and the way that the guitar sounds, I've got it in my head, and then I'm like, I have to put that in the song because I know that will make it better. It's I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> no, that, I, that's cool. Like I, I, I sort I of found... hear it. I hear it, but it's not there, and I'm like, I have to put that in because I can hear it, and it's going to make it better. But yeah, that's that's awesome, and, and it's it's rad because like with your music, like man, you, you use a lot of melodica and it's such a, like a cool <sighs> instrument for your style of music. You, you like FRS uses it and some yeah. other bands use it like sort of sparingly. It seems like as kind of like a, so like when I recorded the EP, I didn't have the melodica, but like on no place to be, there's that synth um, bit at the beginning. And I always wanted, um, that to be melodica at the time. I don't know why I didn't just buy a melodica, but at that point I was also like, no one's going to listen to this. So I'm not going to spend any fucking money on it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <At all. laughs> but, uh, but on the new stuff, there is 
a lot more melodica. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I love more. it. I've I worked some melodica into something I was working on recently. Well, you, and sent me, was like, you just saw the screenshot right? and I, the kazoo as well. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? The kazoo got axed. I, uh, <sighs> I, I went to the store. Here's the story. So I went to play a sweet kazoo line. My theory was I can't play horns, but maybe I can do like a sax and trombone or like trombone and trumpet sort of deal with like a melodica and uh, a kazoo because kazoo you can do like glissandos and stuff essentially right so i uh i went to grab my kazoo which i had gotten back from my old band's jam space and it was unworking i went to blow a note through and it just went and it didn't make a buzz so i my old band i remember them too they both bought kazoos for something i can't remember what that was for i was just like why are you buying kazoos for you haven't got a brass they said (laughs) we haven't got a brass section it's like we don't really play scar But sometimes you need a kazoo. Man, I played in a skate punk band and I I needed to replace another instrument in a cover. So kazoo was what I used. Um, So I I blew on this stupid thing. It didn't work. I decided I had to get out of my sweatpants and go to the store and buy a kazoo. Um, And I had a metal kazoo. And that's the one that broke. I know it was very fancy. Uh, And when I went to the store, I was like, man, I'm going to go with a plastic kazoo because they got better tone, you know, like something about that plastic kazoo is just way better. I've never owned one, so I don't know. Oh, you got to get into the kazoo. Maybe. Maybe that's what the new EP needs is more kazoo. Hell yeah. More kazoo and more cowbell. Definitely. Both (laughs) of those things. More low cost instruments go go into the kids section of whatever music store is closest to you and just start buying up that shit slide whistles you know i'm looking at the bass lines are really like i need a five string bass and i'm looking at five string basses online and like 400 quid i'm like fucking hell it's like "Mm -hmm." what you do is you just um don't play the highest string and then tune your lower string lower yeah that's what my mate says you just need to drop d on your uh E string like you do on your guitar i was like i don't do that on my guitar you should we go yeah but then i just end up playing metal <laughs> like... yeah man drop d's drop d's overrated i'm not into yeah. drop d uh when i worked at a music store and kids would come in and start like putting guitars into drop d and then like playing whatever ramstein songs or whatever it was <laughs> um they, every time you do that and i was like why are they hurting that guitar like why why yeah, that's one I, thing I, I haven't really got into any other sort of tuning techniques as of yet. It's like just basic standard E. Yeah. And there's like E flat tuning and stuff like that that I've learned about, but I haven't wrote anything in that because I for a know. long time, uh, my opinion was if E standard's good enough for Slayer, E standard's good enough for Joey, and E standard was good enough for Slayer for like a long time, and they're pretty heavy. So yeah. You know, like, like they didn't start down tuning till like the mid or late nineties sometime like there, they, you know, they put out a lot of good albums in standard E. So standard E is fine. But that being said, I find as I get older, uh, like a half step down, the whole thing is, is kind of nice because it's a little easier to hit the notes. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I'm wondering if I'm missing a trick cause I can't sing for shit to begin with. So I'm wondering if hey, tuning it down that might help. But. It might, I don't know, singing lower is harder though sometimes. No, for, I've got quite people. a, one thing I have worked out is that I've got quite a bassy voice. Like I, anything like over E or F3, I think 
That's no, so, because so, I know there's like this uh, guy theory doesn't know theory. Look uh, at this. Yeah, because I've been fucking trying to learn how to <laughs> sing and play, but like, <laughs> and I needed to know my vocal range. And I'm pr- I know there's something like a chest voice and a head voice, but I haven't worked out the head voice yet. I feel like it's gonna get like super James Blunt if it goes into the head voice. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> very much. <laughs> yeah, especially with the British accent as well. I just. Beautiful. Yeah, it's gonna get. It's definitely gonna end up like that. Um, so well, you, you know yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you know what you can do is you could just if you listen to. I'm pretty sure the, the most recent two uh, Frenzel Rom albums have all been in just E flat. So if you can sing along to them, maybe then that's. That's the key, you know? Or just stick with the rapping because then you haven't really got to worry too much about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true too. And also, you know, whenever it's like drum bass and stuff, you can just, you do whatever you want over that. You can start toasting, you can do whatever. just talk. Yeah, yeah. You could could just say that you are a famous British actor over some music and that's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anything, you know, I just got a British accent so I can just say anything and people will just instantly go, oh yeah, he's very professional because doesn't sound silly yeah well you sound like a pro because of the Britishness. um all right so you uh have let me in on a small detail that i want to expand upon with the uh stuff that you use um your base is from a dead person yeah uh do you believe that it is haunted no no i don't know i've had it a really long time it's just sort of done nothing with it um yeah so um i used to long lot is like is really old it's over 10 years old because i got it because someone's my ex um had a neighbor who died he had like his foot amputated and diabetes or some something like that (laughs) and died (laughs) and then they were just like oh he's got loads of instruments in his house do you want to go and have a look and i was like okay let's go see what they got so i got it for like 40 quid and i also got these two massive red speakers as well which i think were in my loft at my dad's house and then also my guitar amp which is just like it's just like a little start a marshall one mm-hmm. um but that's also from a dead person as well who is my neighbor's who is now a widow it was his and she just gave it to me um so yeah a lot of my equipment's from dead people it would seem <laughs> but none of it is haunted not that I'm aware of. I haven't okay. been haunted yet. Did my ex- have you had have you had like a tarot reader in your house to to No, tell you? I can't say that I have. And I haven't this isn't gonna be uh, I was gonna say I haven't had Derek Acora over either, but that is gonna mean <laughs> absolutely nothing to you. No. Unless you no. <laughs> but if you're British, you're gonna get that joke. <laughs> and you're gonna appreciate it. Because we his spirit a- um, his spirit guide, Sam, has not told me. There is a ghost. Um, so uh, explain it for everyone. Um, <laughs> so you've got not you. Well, you, everyone will know. Um, oh, that fucking ghost show with Zach Bagans. That's it. You know no, I one? don't even know. I, uh, I that paranormal shit. It's called. Is my jam. <laughs> so there's this uh, UK TV show called Most Haunted. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yep. Yeah, and Derek Akora. You just Google him. Just he's a fucking con man bullshit cunt basically well yeah he's living off of telling people there are ghosts places so yeah, yeah he, kind of he says that he gets possessed by um ghosts which oh. um, i don't really believe in 
I like ghost stories. I like horror films. But when people start fucking talking, like trying to tell you that they can talk to their dead relatives, like you're a dickhead. Yeah. Well, we, um, Selena had, uh, last summer, uh, one of her friends got married. So we had, um, their, her like bachelorette party over here. Um, cause you know, just didn't want to really go out too much and they went out for dinner, but so it's kind of, they came here and we decorated the yard and it was really nice. And we had, they had a tarot reader over and the tarot reader, uh, came into our basement to set up to do the, to do the readings. Mm. And we had just received this chair um that selena got off one of her clients she just i think she put it on facebook or whatever and selena was like oh i really like that chair and i want like a chair like that to she's collecting furniture that's going to end up in the new shop eventually so we got this chair so the chair was sitting in the basement and this tarot reader comes down and she's like um starts mentioning that there is a spirit uh in the house and we were like oh well we just brought this chair and she was like oh yeah the spirit is, is from the chair and his name is michael um, so, so we have Michael who is our, our like neutral chair spirit. He's oh. here. We've been told that he's here. Um, aside from like, I don't know, maybe I was or sitting on that chair neutral. when I was playing. Yeah. Well, I was sitting on Michael's chair while I was playing, uh, some streets of rage two, and yeah. I made it pretty far. So like maybe Michael was pretty good at Genesis games, oh. but aside from that, I've had no influence from Michael. I used to live um, in this really old cottage, like really fucking old. It was in this uh, little village called Crockerton. Um, and excuse me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crockerton. Yeah, it's uh, near... Crocs there? No, it's uh, not spelt like that. It's um, <laughs> it's part of the Longleat estate. So there's like, this, if you Google Longleat America, you'll see. It's um, Lord Bath used to own it, but then he got COVID and died. Um, anyway, so... Um, I used to live there with my ex and it's really old. And I told her that a ghost used to haunt me when she used to go to bed. And I used to have to come running upstairs because it didn't like men and it terrified her and she would not (laughs) shade it because I'm a horrible person. (laughs) And I found it hilarious. (laughs) Hey, anyone who's like actually worried about ghosts, they got other problems. Yeah. I was like, it's a man hating ghost. and It doesn't like me, my presence when I'm downstairs without you. And she was like, I uh, made my eyes really big. And when I said it, so it was fun because <laughs> I like winding people up. <laughs> I like the idea of a feminist ghost. <laughs> that's just, that's just a fun ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so you've uh, put in a lot of work on the current stuff that you have and you've put out some great stuff with it. Um, but having played like all of your instruments a little bit more now you're just talking about uh maybe upgrading your bass eventually what's the um what's like your if you had like someone just gave you like a pile of money and we're like go buy a instrument just treat yourself what's oh. what's the thing what do you want to buy i'll tell you it is um you know pendulum like the band, the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah have you seen um rob swire's like midi guitar keyboard thing no, but I'm gonna Google, Google it, it right Google now. Google it now. It's fucking awesome. Guitar. That's what. You, that's the thing that you. It's want. like that's it's like two thousand five hundred or something like that. But it's like this guitar that's got little buttons. It looks like a like it's souped up um guitar hero guitar. Sweet. That's yeah. man. I'm a big guitar hero fan. Love it. Yeah, but like he plays. Oh that. wow! Holy smokes! Look at that thing. 
Yeah, so he like plays that for like all the um synthy like synth guitar parts for Pendulum songs when they play yeah. live. And it looks fucking awesome, and I've got Dude, a lot of synthy shit in the new that stuff. Thing so does look like that thing looks like you could plug it into your like it, that thing could just run your whole DAW. It looks like yeah, and I think it's programmable <laughs> as well, so you can make it do different sounds and stuff. But it's just like oh wow, it's That's pretty really cool. cool. It's like two thousand five hundred pound, I think, when I looked last time. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty pricey. Yeah. I um, I mean, I you're talking to a guy who like spent all of the money he made on in his twenties on musical gear, though. So like, I mm. yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's it's really difficult when you like you're like for me, I was just playing music, man. Like I, I just like worked whatever job and it was just i'd all my only goal was to like pay rent and buy beer and play in my band and then and then make my band better and by making my gear better i was making my band better right so that was just my only goal yeah mine is more like um i've got children to pay for yeah no i i totally get it so i'm like if i can just fucking midi it instead of having to pay someone then i'm probably gonna save myself some money (laughs) hell yeah i'm i'm it's really stingy mentality i know but like i could have probably on the ep paid some people to play horns but i was like no one's gonna listen to it i'm not gonna make any money from it so why am i gonna spend money and end up losing money on something and then my other (laughs) half going why are you fucking spending money on this shit (laughs) (laughs) might be a little might be a little bit different this time because now i actually got people like people actually listen to it so yeah well and and I, th- I think with my band, it was kind of the same thing. Like I, for a long time, I used this, like I ended up with like a pretty solid live rig, uh, right out of high school. Cause I was in a high school band and half of my band moved to Edmonton as well when we yeah. moved here. And then w- as people kind of quit playing music, I kept playing music and I just kept acquiring all of the gear that we had all put our money yeah, so into you, in you high school. Right? Because you did it when you had, you didn't have to worry about bills and shit yeah well it wasn't it was just that i wasn't concerned with being an adult i think that was it like i i I moved out when i was 17 so and and i ended up my first couple of years i lived here was just kind of like scrambling to pay bills and get a job and yada 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 uh but after i lived here for a couple of years um a bunch of other friends moved into the city and we like five of us all rented a big house uh that we were able to have a jam space in and rent was super cheap Mm. because we were all renting it and all that kind of stuff and i lived with the drummer the the eventual drummer in my band so we had like a jam space in the house we we were able to consolidate it all into one spot you know what i mean so it was and then i yeah like i it's it's coming back to bite me now to be fair but uh yeah that's pretty much all i spend well the thing is is you've got you've got the equipment now whereas i'm like yes. i don't have the equipment now and i haven't really got that much extra money to get the equipment that i want or need so it's just a case of having to save little bits at a time and then the music yeah. helped because i was able to get like um i got um basically when i started i borrowed i was recording it on my intern the microphone that i was using was the internal laptop microphone when I first the old, started the old Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah, and I had um uh guitar guitar smith the game. I had the USB cable for that, which is like a USB cable to a jack. And I was using that in GarageBand to record. And then my mate gave me um this UX2 here. Gave mm-hmm. me that to borrow. And also um a sure microphone 
58 SM58 or something like that. Classic, yeah. Yeah, the one with the silver top, not the black top. Yeah, I don't know. 58. I don't know the names of the microphones because I'm a professional. 58 <laughs> has the ball, 57 goes yeah, on again. So it's the 58 is the one that I was using and that's what I used to record the EP with. Um but now I've got a solid state logic SL SSL2. I've got this Audio Technica mic. And I've also got the other microphone still as well, but I haven't seen him to give it back yet. So. <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, and man, uh, your vocal sound that you managed to get out of that mic is is pretty good. I'm actually, I think as, as I... You and, and learning a lot about that, though, so I was like, you can probably make any old shit sound good if you know how to or do a bit of watching on YouTube on how to EQ stuff. Definitely. It's, uh, it, it's wild to me that that home recording has kind of hit a level where, you know, you, you do have people kind of calling it out or, or being um, a little self-conscious about it or whatever, saying things, you know, like sound bedroomy or, or whatever. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like, man, I, there are, there are multiple million selling artists out these days that are literally DIYing it and then getting it mixed at a studio or whatever. Right. Exactly. Like, it's like, it's not, and I, I, I know a lot of people get upset about how mixes sound and stuff, but like at the end of the day, it's like if you're doing it yourself, you're learning as well. So the theory that I've got is if I did that first album and then I'm going to, or I don't know if I am, but if I mix the next one, then I hope to hear that that improvement in the sound as well because you're, you're learning by doing to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's people one thing might that I shit noticed. on it, but like you're actually doing it yourself. So you've got it how you want it to sound in your head. And if you give it to someone else, then you might not always get the same thing that you want it, how you want it to hear back. I don't know. but Yeah. I, well, that's kind of one of the things that I've noticed with um, following, like really kind of dived into this whole DIY artist thing, like in the last bit. And it's, it's really interesting because like it used to be that you would whatever you'd work on your album or your EP or whatever, and no one would ever hear anything of it. And then you put it out and then a year later you'd put out something else and blah, 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 blah. But now the way it works is like you put out a single every couple of months and you work on your larger release and you maybe put that out once a year or every year and a half or whatever, but you're able to put things out consistently. And therefore with a lot of these artists who are just getting started or who have even who've been doing it for a few years, but are like, now concentrating on doing it more DIY, like you can hear their improvement from track to track. And with like your music or with like Eichler's music or or Kenny's or whoever's, it, it's crazy that like, like it's good and it's listenable at the beginning. And then all y'all are just getting better and better. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very cool. I have, I, there was definitely a point when, when I heard a home recording, it was almost like a real shitty sounding basement demo yeah uh, I mean, you, and now and, and that, now now we're at the point where like a home recording is like release quality you know even if you've got like there's so many like like i've used garage band to start with like i admit i'm fortunate because of my, what i do for my day job i got a nice mac at the time <laughs> and then i was able to get a new mac and get logic um which is slightly better if you're mixing stuff i'm not going to go into technical details because it's just bore people but like um it, there's no reason why you can't watch a YouTube video, record it in your house, and then, well, and then watch the YouTube video, and then learn how to sort of EQ it. It might take you a bit longer, but there's no reason mm-hmm. why you can't learn how to p- 
pan, something to the left and something to the right and something to the center and try and just work out what sounds good. I mean, most of my time was spent just fucking moving shit around to going, does that sound better? No. And then moving it again, does that sound better? Oh yeah, that's it. And that's probably pretty much how I mixed the EP was just me moving shit around and just adjusting stuff on compressors, trying to work out and then listening to it and going, oh yeah, that sounds better. That'll probably do. Dude, that was generally yeah. the that was generally the consensus of that is probably passable. <laughs> I don't hate this, so maybe someone else won't hate yeah. this as well. So if if I that was generally my theory, it's like I'm enjoying it. Someone else might, but then you listen to yourself fucking singing two hundred times, and you're like, I don't enjoy this anymore. <laughs> so when people like actually, it's probably why I was so surprised that people weren't listening to it because I had listened to it like each song about two hundred times before i put it out there so i was fucking sick of them i was just like oh, oh yeah God. like burning literally your, wanted to kill myself out. yeah burning yourself out on your own music is absolutely the worst because like it, it's it, it's <laughs> that i guess that is one of the downsides of of just diy life in general is because if you're someone who has the uh resources to do like a, a quote-unquote pro recording um you're able to put work in on it and then someone else can put work in on it and you can hear it and it's a little bit different and they whereas you you're just listening to the same shit over and over and changing things and it's just you listening to yourself yeah i yeah it is it's brutal one thing i would say is if you plan on making your own music like i did as well is that it's gonna sound shit to begin with like if you just put a drum track and guitars over it and whatever and you just go that sounds awful it's gonna sound awful because you haven't mixed it so like it wasn't until I started, I was just like, that sounds okay. I'm not that happy with it. But it wasn't until I started tweaking stuff that I was like, oh shit, this sounds really, really, really good now. Like in my head, at least anyway. <laughs> you yeah, might not agree well, with that, but. It, it really is. The mixing, mixing is the, is the, the, the trick. It's the thing that makes yeah. like, and I mean, there's a lot more that goes after like, you know, all, all the VSTs and plugins and, 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 comping things down and all that kind of stuff like there's there's so much to it it's an entire industry yeah i mean but, literally it bent my head backwards when i when i switching from garage band when i first started recording to logic to what i record the even even that was like a learning curve because i was like i was very familiar with garage band but then logic mm-hmm. and bussing and i was like oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, uh, I, got I myself recently... into I recently made a switch from Cubase to Reaper and it's, and I, the version of Cubase that I was using was very, very pared down. It was like the free one that you get with like a cheap piece of equipment. Like yeah. it wasn't even the mid grade one that you get with like a good piece of equipment. It was yeah. like the, Oh, you bought a hundred dollar MIDI thing. Here's this cheap shitty Cubase. Um, and, and now going to Reaper, it's, it's an extra learning curve. Like I, I had, personally plan to start kind of going into writing like uh my own music as soon as i started with reaper but as soon as i opened up a file and i was like oh i have no idea what the fuck i was doing so i i did a cover to relearn how this daw worked moving over from my last daw and now i kind of have a solid idea of how it works and and all that kind of stuff so i feel like yeah i, I can had sort of no move on idea when i started like if I could re-record the EP now, I probably would. Only because um, as soon as, like, I think I was speaking to Beth, Tape Girl, um, she's like, you're recording everything in 48K, yeah? And I was like, 
I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm recording here in whatever default is. Yes. <laughs> so I think that's quite important. It's like little tricks, like there's, um, getting your project set up properly before you start recording because it's real tempting if you've got an idea in your head to just like fucking plug in and just fucking start going. Yeah, totally and, open project. And then, and then oh. I changed everything to 48K and then everything went high-pitched and real fast. And that was high. I was like, fuck it out. So I got to record it all. <laughs> And then you so that's one to little, little, little trick. And then you sent it to Tape Girl, and you're like, "Here are my Nightcore remixes." <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like everything went real high pitched. Uh oh, guess I'm gonna re-record it. Oh, uh, this is a little uh, behind the scenes thing for our patrons, but yeah. I have done this on episodes before, and I have fought and fought to try and get the songs that we play to match up with our audio because the songs are usually in 44.1 which is what an mp3 yeah. is and i have often recorded our podcast audio in 48 and you can't just throw those songs on there when you do that so i have i've spent yeah. a lot of hours trying it's, to fix uh, that issue I, I definitely think it's probably a newbie error like if you're if you go in completely dumb and new like i did then but that's one little tip there you that's yeah, one good there, tip there you go. Now, now you our listeners are learning. Because otherwise it's still recorded at 44.1. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, isn't great, but whatever. There, I'm, there are people putting it. That, that's the thing. There's so much music out there that is very low quality that you can you can make it sound pretty good. And all it's got to be is better than that. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know what I, I mean? Like, if it sounds better than London Dungeon... You're good. I, I you don't, know what I mean? <laughs> I don't feel like there's an excuse for it anymore. I mean, everyone's got a computer. You can download something for free. I mean, it's like you should be able to, like, well, if you're going to DI your guitar, then it should sound fine. I mean, if you're going to try and record with actual amps in your unsoundproofed room, then I imagine it would be more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I've been, I uh, haven't tried that because a my guitar amp is shit. Like it's not a recording one, and b my room is my bedroom, which is not soundproof. So I'm not going to even fucking attempt it. Yeah, and to be honest, when you're if you don't have the gear for it, the, the other thing about modern technology and stuff is with um, <laughs> like cabinet IRs and whatnot, you can you can get okay. <laughs> But here, here's a tip. You can use like your guitar amp in your DAW, right? Like whatever you're using for your guitar amp. Yeah. You can go and you can download a cabinet IR, which is basically someone mic'd up whatever, a bunch of different kinds of cabinets with a bunch of different kinds of mics. And then you can apply those to your guitar amp in your DAW. Right. And then so it's basically like you can just – like it's like miking a cabinet, but you have all of the choices, and they're just right there for free, Same. right? Yeah, right. It's real funny because when I start telling people that I play music, or now and I play guitar, they start talking to me about equipment which I do not know anything about, and they start talking about um, heads and other watts and stuff like that, <laughs> and I'm just like, I play guitar, but I do not understand what the fuck you are talking about. You just got to use Ike's line. I put the DI in DIY. That's a yeah. good one. <laughs> yeah. I just like, just plug it into the thing and I just pick the amp on the logic and then I tweak it a little bit. Yeah. That's dude. I'm, I don't feel bad remember... people if you don't understand because I don't fucking understand. 
No, and, and that's that's kind of the whole point of this show. To be honest, I uh, I just like talking about this type of stuff with people, and I like. I've been playing music a long time. I worked in a music store for a long time. But I, like you, I'm not like, I don't really dive real deep into the theory. And I've only been DIY recording for so long. So I like, I, I've been watching lots of mu- uh, like videos, like YouTube videos yeah. and stuff. But I, once you get real deep into it, like I, uh, I'm dreading my next thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to uh bounce all of my midi drums which i did not do on my last thing and i i'm i don't know how it's gonna go we're we're gonna see what's gonna happen and for those who don't know what that means is that means is your little magical drummer on your computer plays the drums and you can make it spit it out into real drum tracks instead of just having your magical computer drummer drum for you and apparently that's the way you're supposed uh, to do it produce the kit on logic there's producer kits. So you don't get that on GarageBand if you want to know the difference. So oh. GarageBand, you've got your Logic Drummer, but you can't separate each individual track. In, ugh, individual track. So you don't get, um, on GarageBand, you don't get the hi-hat track that you can bust stuff to. And yeah, do so, and so you can't like get in there and like put an effect on each individual yeah. drum that way. Yeah, yeah. Right. so like you can't just EQ your snare on GarageBand, but you can. Logic, unless you manually go in and MIDI your drummer track and then fucking create a track for snare and then take the MIDI section out and cut. That sounds complicated. Yeah, it's just too much work. It's too much work. Yeah, yeah, way too much work. But, uh, but yeah, there's it's funny that there's so many things that you're like supposed to do, but like it can sound good if you don't do that. Just, just do your shit, you know? Just do it. If as long as you think it sounds good, then fuck it. Yeah, someone else will. This whole all of the checkered pass is just let's just fucking do it, you know. Like it's just I get some learn while doing. Talk. Yeah, how else? How exactly. else are you gonna learn if you don't just do it? Exactly. You know? That's all. That's how I went into it. In the end, is I'm just gonna do it and see what comes out. Right on. <laughs> um, well, I had I think I had one more kind of topic of discussion here. Yeah, no, I got nothing got nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, don't know, I guess maybe we'll wrap you it up. said we're, 40 we're minutes 40 minutes hey look at that hang on holy shit wow so good yeah. okay well uh thanks for talking it's to me all right joe thank you for yeah. uh, asking me to do this you yeah, didn't ask too fun. many questions about myself which is lovely yeah well hey this isn't about <laughs> making you feel uncomfortable that's what checkered past <laughs> is for <laughs> this is about <laughs> making you feel good <laughs> i'll be back on that steam yep guy gotta you're gonna have to chris will be cracking that whip you know Uh, chris can go fuck himself (laughs) yeah take that chris (laughs) well on that note uh thanks for listening and um catch us again oh i guess uh yeah i'll catch us again on the next gear in your bedroom uh i'm joey i'm craig from england Gear in your and bedroom, that... by the way, is fucking excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know I that was the forgot. name of it. <laughs> excellent. Well, there's the joke. That's Everyone a quality Ike pun now. there. Thanks. You know, I, I was like, it's got to be ska related, but also like, I don't just want to talk ska because we're going to like, I'm going to talk to different artists. Like, this is more of a DIY and like, kind of like, just how do you do what you do sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I had to get a little bit of ska in there. A little bit of pun in there. Very good. I bet you were proper chuffer yourself when you uh, came up with that. 
Oh, definitely. I was yeah. very excited about it no for sure. And, and uh, Rob also was very excited about it. <laughs> of course he was. Cool. Well, thanks, Craig. Uh, no and uh, we'll probably, I'm sure you'll be back on here at some point. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Uh, I'll ask you back. If you're too cool, that's fine. Too cool. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, buddy. See you, mate. Um, all right, my interview with uh, Common Sense Kid. Uh, hope you got a laugh. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, thanks for listening to Gearing Your Bedroom. Hit up Checker Past on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at uh, Checker Past Pod or Checkered Past Poe if you're on Twitter. Uh, or send us an email at checkeredpastpod at gmail.com or tweet directly at me at Joey Oblivion on the Bird app or in the Checkerhead Discord. Um, to support the pod uh, and get bonus content, including full-length and unedited video of all our regular Checker Past episodes, as well as this dang podcast right here, uh, sign up for our True Checkerhead tier in, on our Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash checkerpast. Uh, we also have merch available at checkerpast.ca. And the theme song for this show is a 16-bit cover of Goldfinger's here in your bedroom uh, from the Meme Music channel on YouTube. Uh, check them out for all kinds of like chiptune covers and other cool tunage. Uh, thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Bye.